This week on Not Just Another Sex Podcast. When we talk about healthy, I want us to get rid of this size thing. I'm not saying that size doesn't matter, but technically that's usually never what we're talking about. We're talking about how the person looks and we think that that size is too big and that is what's unhealthy. When I say I have food addiction, I would have a thing where I, I always ate as if there was a scarcity. Through therapy, I've went through all the things that really made me this person now. And like my parents used to like put a lock on the cabinet for like food, like an actual key lock um, for food. You'd have to ask. Uh, I would have to ask and usually was like told no. Hey, Sugar, you're listening to Not Just Another Sex Podcast. I'm your host, Samaya Burton. I've been a hands-on sexual educator for over five years through my company, Sexual Essentials. So I can tell you that being an adult absolutely has its perks. But now let's talk about just how hard adulting really is. Whether you're healing trauma, building healthy relationships, or figuring out how to create your own happiness, the truth is you may feel like you don't know what you're doing, but you're here now and that's enough. Welcome back to Not Just Another Sex Podcast. I am your host, Samaya, and I'm very excited to be joining you guys today for another amazing episode. But before we get into it, we are going to start off with a review. So, um, Nate, it has an accent, so I think that's how you pronounce it. Nate says, keep shining your bright beam. Miss Samaya, just yes, tens across the MFM board. Fun fact, I first came across your beautiful energy during your interview on Cocktails Dirty Discussions with my girls, Kiki and Medina Monroe. So thankful to come across your new podcast and have been been watching this, oh, this ever since. Keep them coming and doing the work. The self-alignment and attunement is abundantly clear and shines bright on you. Until the next one, love. Thank you so much. You guys, look. If you guys have not caught on by now, I'm a words of affirmation girl. So talk to me nice. Okay. Um, I don't think you guys know, but a lot of people do not leave reviews on podcasts or under the YouTubes. Um, they don't rate and all of those things really matter. You have to remember like the show costs nothing for you. The audio, the YouTube, it costs nothing, but it costs me so much. And like the only form of payment I'm asking for when it comes to this show is for you guys to chime in and letting people know that, hey, I really love this show. As a creator, you know, you guys tuning in is what fuels the work. It's what keeps us going. And there are so many times where you have like, you second guess yourself or you have imposter syndrome and just reading from a stranger you know how much time it, you know, you rarely leave a review if something's good. You always just say something when it's bad. So everybody might not know that what they're doing is working. So when you guys leave this review, these reviews, it, it helps you me so much more than you know, but also it's what helps get us on the charts, these listens, these shares, sharing the reels, all of that. So thank you guys so much just for, I could tell you guys are listening to what I'm saying because we have so many reviews, so many ratings. Um, and I really appreciate that. So please keep them coming. Um, so today's episode, I'm super, super, super excited per usual, because (laughs) when I first decided I was going to have this show, I was already right now, I had like a year of episodes already thought up. I knew what I was going to get into. This whole show was about how I changed my life, all the things I did. Like I'm telling you guys every single secret, every single thing I've actually done. And so I knew I had to have my girl Allison on the show. Say hello to the folks, Allison. Hello. Hi, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Introduce yourself. Um, My name is Allison Vaught. I am a certified personal trainer. Um, 
I'm currently a coach at Orange Theory Fitness, and I've been a personal trainer for the last 13 years. I started my career in 2010 at the Florida A&M University, where I met Samaya. Hey. I started out as a cycling instructor and group fitness instructor in college, and then from there, I just worked my way through working at different gyms and just getting more and more certified and de- digging deeper into the world of personal training, nutrition, and also bodybuilding. Yes. So mm-hmm. she's a bad bitch. Okay. That girl. <laughs> um, and so I really, I was super excited to have you on the show today because, you know, we've had so many talks through sweating and you put me through that vigorous ass cycling class. Um, <laughs> that you asked for. That I asked for. <laughs> <laughs> that I asked for. Um, but there are so many other things that we've talked about. And um, I know your personal journey, you know mine. And I thought it was just time for us to go ahead and bring it to the camera and, you know, share the things that we've learned. So let's get into the episode. So per usual, we are going to start off with the adult tip of the day this is just a little a quick segment because i don't know about you but like one day i looked up and i was like a grown-up and it was like yeah like (laughs) i'm the responsible one i'm the one who got to know how to do cpr i gotta it's a whole bunch of things and sometimes it's like a little tidbit you put in your pocket sometimes it's like my therapist says Mm -hmm. or whatever and so so this is just one thing where we're being intentional about um just the adulting and stuff so Today's adult tip of the day is coming from the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. I love that book. Amazing, amazing, amazing book. Um, So fun fact, um, he has like a 10 minute video on YouTube that Mm -hmm. I listen to every morning. Like if I, so say I don't feel like working out, I will listen to that video and it's only 10 minutes. I would just jump rope for nothing. And you already know how hard jump. Look here. Jumping rope is just as bad as like running. Yeah, that's a long time. (laughs) It's a long time. And people don't realize how many calories you burn with working out. So it's just like an easy, digestible way for me to still get my workout in. Mm -hmm. But that 10 minute video, um, just listening to it every single day at one point last year, it really, I was different by the end of like 30 days. So, and just a 10 minute clip of it. So imagine just downloading the entire book on Audible or watching the, you know, reading the entire book. But from that book, I want to talk about um, four steps of making a habit. And then, um, and that is noticing, desire, doing, and enjoying. And he Mm. says that there are four basic steps to creating a new habit. And basically habits are the building blocks of for us to change our identity, for us to change our the outcome of something. Yeah. And I just want to talk about, um, even though those are like simple words, what it really means. And so that way you guys can try to apply this in your life in whatever way that is, whether that's your body, whether that's work, whether that's a hobby, whether, no matter what it is. Um, and so noticing is pretty much the accountability and the awareness because you can't change anything that you don't even notice is a problem or mm-hmm. that you're not aware that you want to change or right. whatever. And when you apply this to your personal self, that could be, I notice that when I look in the mirror, I don't feel my sexiest self. Right. Or noticing that, you know what, I need to change that. I don't like how I'm talking to myself. What is it that you notice? And I think that it may sound simple, but it's difficult because you also have to acknowledge you may not be at your best in that area mm-hmm. for the thing that you notice or mm-hmm. the thing that you want to change. Um, and so noticing doesn't have to even be a mean thing to yourself. It mm-hmm. could just be like, hmm, that's something I can work on. Right. You know, and I think we shy away from that accountability because accountability has always been very aggressive mm-hmm. or rude or you know you need to lose some weight. Right. Like, oh, fuck you. So, right. <laughs> so noticing that there is something that needs to change. Mm-hmm. Um, desire. It's, you know what? I really do want to get better in this. I want to make the change about it. Not just accepting the 
knowing that something is wrong. Do I really want to do something about it? Why do I want to do something about it? Where is it going to apply in the future? Right. Um, and then doing, um, doing is your implementation plan. Action. Yes. Action. Um, people think that that, I think that that is the hardest part because they don't have digestible steps. A lot of people's plan for the finish line versus planning for the starting line, which is why I love this book because it changes the way that you digest doing something different or doing something new or adding something to your routine. Right. Consistency is the most difficult part of Mm -hmm. improving anything. Right. Mm -hmm. And he says that basically when you just focus on starting, Right. Because no matter what, those habits are going to, no matter what, you're going to get better. Right. Like I always use skating as my example. Mm-hmm. You know, I've yeah. always, t- <laughs> I, <do. laughs> I love skating, but I can't skate. Like I, it's hard. I, it's really hard. It's a lot of um, balance. Yes. Yeah, I'd be ass to grass, but <laughs> I, I was doing it every day during COVID and yeah. then um, getting into classes here now and stuff like that. No matter what, even if I'm not good at it, I am getting better. Right. My, I can do it longer. Like at the end of the day. So it doesn't, it doesn't matter the finish line, but mo- mostly starting. And there's even this rule that even if you do something, even if you never miss something twice, mm-hmm. no matter what, you did it at least 50% of the time. Right. So there are certain rules that you can put into doing the work to make it more digestible, I guess, mm-hmm. for you. Um, and even the reason I like that rule of never miss twice is because it brings you to awareness that, damn, I really may only work out once a week, mm-hmm. which means that how often are you really doing that in a 365-day right. year? Right. And I feel like when you miss things multiple days in a row, it kind of becomes a habit of missing that thing multiple days yes. in a row. Yes. Mm-hmm. That becomes the habit. That versus, becomes a habit. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I really love that that Same. rule because it's like, damn, that's not that's not that bad. At least if I be like, okay, I ain't doing this shit tomorrow. Okay, but I got to do it the next day. It's just a little bit easier. And exactly. you're doing it way more than you think because most people get into a new habit you're not doing it three days a week. Mm-hmm. So when they say, just try to work out three days a week, it's not it's not as hard as we think. Exactly. Um, or any. And you guys, I know that she is a trainer, but this whole episode is going to be, apply it to whatever that thing is in your life that you need a new consistency or a new change for. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last thing is that enjoying it. And I think that um, opening our minds up to what a thing can be. So for example, because we, we have you on as working out, Skating, like I said, that right. is a workout. Exactly. You don't have to do a, I don't know, like a CrossFit workout <laughs> you, for you hour and a half. You find what you like in order for it to be sustainable. Absolutely. Sure. Um, and just starting somewhere, whether that's like walking around mm-hmm. the block or jump, like I said, jumping rope for Anything. 10 minutes. Yeah. So, um, but that is the adult tip of the day, you guys. Hey, you guys, it's your host, Samaya. And for those of you who didn't know, I'm also the CEO and founder of Sexual Essentials. One of my favorite parts about building that brand was creating a learning platform that has over 250 workshops, interviews, and so much more. Some of my favorite components are the sex position demos. Yes, you heard that right. Demos. They're featuring some people that you may already know. Good Moms, Bad Choices has demonstrated some positions for us, as well as Dara. You remember her from our first episode. Those are some of my faves, as well as the Lingam and Yoni massages. These are great additions to add to your oral loving for your partner. Yes, I said oral loving. I'm trying to keep it clean, guys. Anyways, they are great additions and a great way to spice things up. Outside of our masterclasses, add one of these on to your normal routine and really wow your partner. Click the link below or in any of the links in our bio and sign up for our courses today. All right, now back to the show. 
Um, so Twitter talk, um, Twitter talk is where we just kind of pay, um, homage to what black Twitter was or is or Mm -hmm. however you want to talk about it. But it was just, it's a long running where all the conversations end up like whether it's controversial or it's messy or, or something real, like even just real knowledge, like Like fun facts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like Twitter just had so much stuff. So, um, today's Twitter talk is about people being uncomfortable with fat people. They're not uncomfortable. Yeah, I know. It sounds crazy, doesn't it? Like fat phobia? Like fat phobia. And I think that a lot of people do not have the honesty to admit that they just don't like big people. They try to blame it on people being unhealthy. I think it's projection. You think so? Like internal discomfort with yourself to where other people just being themselves make you uncomfortable. I think I've heard... um, and I, I, I worded it like that because it does take you back. Like, damn, did she just say that? Like, yeah. I, I worded it like that for real because a lot of people would say like, oh, well, it's just unhealthy and things like that. There are plenty of skinny people. Who are or very unhealthy. Very unhealthy. <laughs> there are plenty of people that work out every day that are very unhealthy. Very. Um, and ultimately, that's why I wanted to bring you on the show mm-hmm. because um, – we need to change what our habit, what we what we believe healthy is, and perception of other people. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if, if you have anything to chime in on that, but I wanted to um, make that a the Twitter talk because the truth is, I think, is that people are uncomfortable with people that are bigger, not really the unhealthy parts. Yeah. Um, even when I lost weight, like I used to get so much encouragement, like when um when I was bigger and I was wearing certain things, and people were like, oh yeah, that's good for you. Da 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 da. Mm. And I felt like people were saying it because they felt like they had to. And mm. I say that because when I lost weight and I was wearing the exact same things, it was like, you doing the most, cover up, da-da-da-da-da. Mm. Was it really real when you encouraged me when I was big? Or do you feel that because someone is big, you naturally just have to encourage them or have to I, say I, you're so beautiful? Like, why yeah. do we are aware? I, I think that when you – I think what, what you were receiving is – is you see someone who is in society bigger and sh- and shouldn't be showing so much of their skin and how how much confidence it requires to to be comfortable in your body to do all of the things you're doing but in reality they should be able to do whatever it is that anyone else should be able to do or feel confident to do. So I think in society, I think a lot of people feel like you you should only have confidence when you look a certain way. Mm. And I think because you had the confidence, because you had the confidence <laughs> to wear whatever you wanted to wear, do whatever you wanted to do, they felt like it was worthy of applause because for them, they wouldn't feel confident to do that. And I think that's kind of like where that comes from. It's like they feel like they should... Only certain people who look a certain way should be confident. And so because you exuding confidence at every size to them, that was like, wow, shocking, you know, but Mm. everyone should be confident regardless of their size. I love the perspective. Um, I love it. And I ultimately, it's just the, the, the icing of where we're starting. We're going to get into like the deeper Mm -hmm. layers of where I was really going with that, with that thought. And so when I think about, um, when I think about like a bigger size or, What's really healthy? I think about your story all the time. Um, and if, for you guys that don't know, Allison used to be an accountant. Well, technically she is an accountant. Yes. But <laughs> she quit that career field, yeah. right? To mm-hmm. get into fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I met Allison, I was taking her cycling class. First of all, she's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> cycling. 
recycling and stuff is crazy. But it was so cool. With because, the music, you just, you know. Yes. It was <laughs> such a cool, like, it was a vigorous, fun workout. It was very cool because the music is, like, super loud. So you ain't got to worry about nobody talking. Well, if you got a good teacher. Sometimes you get teachers and they be talking through the whole thing. Like, turn the music up. But Allison would have a good playlist. She had good vibes. Like, it was just, it was a good time. Yeah. Um. So I met you then. Mm-hmm. And then you went off to be an accountant. And you were still, you know, toying with uh, fitness and things like that. But I remember you made a hard switch and you were like, you know what? I'm going to do my first bodybuilding competition. Yeah. Right. Wow. That and was so long ago. So right. Long ago. And we used to talk every single day. We used to talk every single day. <gasps> that prep Lord. Jesus. And I, I forgot that lady's name, but Let's, we ain't going to mention her. We ain't got to mention the unmentionable. <laughs> and Allison, we were, we were, and me and Allison would talk every day. Allison has been um, between her and a couple other trainers have been a consistent trainer in my life since I got into fitness. Um, and depending on what I needed to do, I would, I would call her because I knew I could get it done. Um, but when you started the bodybuilding afterwards, you were, I'm not going to say a mess, but you were like, I don't, I'm confusion. I'm eating this little piece of meat and these little vegetables three times a day. Right. And it made your relationship with food worse. It, I wouldn't say it made it worse. I think it brought it to light. Mm. It, It really allowed me to see what I was dealing with that I hadn't necessarily shed light on. Right. So I, I grew up in fitness. I was, you know, I was playing tennis growing up all the way in through high school. When I got to college, I was stopped team sports. So I started working out at the gym, eventually working at the gym in college. And I think throughout that whole time, I was always overweight. Mm. No matter, no matter how much activity I was doing from, from six to 10 to 14 to 21, um, Losing weight and keeping it off was always a struggle, but I had never truly put a, be, was able to put my finger on, on it. On the why. On the why. Why is this a reoccurring why, thing for me? Why is this a reoccurring thing? And so I had a friend from high school that, you know, one day I saw a Facebook post and she just looked like a Barbie in a sparkly bikini walking across the stage. And I was like, that is what I want. I want to, I want to look like an athlete. Mm. I want, I am an athlete. But I want to feel that way when I look in the mirror. Yeah. And I, and that's when I reached out to her and her mom and I signed up for my first bodybuilding show. And when I went through the process, their process, their, pro- their yes. process yes. of, of getting to stage lean. And granted, I had to, you know, I, we were apart. So she was in, uh, South Florida. I was in Orlando. So, you know, I was certified. So I trained myself and really I just followed her nutrition program. But at, Throughout that whole process, you know, I was struggling. Yes. And I was like, what, what is this? Yes. And, and that's when I learned that I had binge eating disorder. And that's pretty much when, um, you have this uncontrollable urge to eat in excess, um, until you cannot eat anymore. And I did that so frequently. I did that almost on a weekly basis during this prep. Mm-hmm. And I was getting to the goal. Right. But I was overcompensating with exercise because I was like, I have a timeline. I have this show coming up. Da, 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 da. I need to get on stage. Mm-hmm. So I felt that extra pressure to stay on track. So I would do whatever I had to do to just make sure that I looked the way I needed to look on stage. Right. But as soon as I walked across the stage, I'm talking within, <laughs> <laughs> within weeks. I think I gained those 30 pounds back every time. Like, yes. And I was devastated. So that's kind of when everything started. So the reason that I have Allison on this show is because when we talk about healthy, I I want us to get rid of this size thing. 
I'm not saying that size doesn't matter, that a size can't, like, you can't be a size that's like, okay, this size is unhealthy. Mm -hmm. Yes, but technically, that's usually never what we're talking about. Right. We're talking about how the person looks, and we think that that size is too big, and that is what's unhealthy. Right. But- It's the lifestyle. It was, it's the lifestyle, the, the entire, the entire thing. And Allison created this business called the holistic approach. Um, and mind you, Allison changes careers all the time, which I, y'all know that I love that. Uh, she changes looks. She used to have locks like just as long as mine. Then she cut them and now you see blonde Barbie over here. Like I, I'm with it. Um, I love that. Thank you. Um, you're most welcome, friend. But what I wanted to get into was how you decided to say, okay, Really, your habits change. I yeah. watched you try to figure this out because you were like, and we used to both talk about it because I was like, okay, I have food addiction. Yeah. And I, I put mine as like a, a food addiction. Mine wasn't always like a binge eating thing. Yeah. But mine was definitely a thing. And so I want to talk about first before we move on to fixing it and creating yeah. the habits <laughs> and how we actually like change these things. Mm-hmm. Um, but talking about where that for you, where that stemmed from. I know that mine, um, my, I, when I say I have food addiction, I would have a thing where, um, I, I always ate as if there was a scarcity. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I also had food issues as in like certain things couldn't touch. Like, mm-hmm. and it wasn't because like, like, oh, I'm five. I don't want right. my broccoli to touch my macaroni right, right. or anything like that. It was like the way the food would look. I couldn't touch it. Mm. If someone ate off the fork, like even if it's someone I was intimate with. Yeah. Honestly, I can I have my own, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And I didn't like to share my food. Like if you wanted something, I'd be like, oh, let me get you one. And hey, waiter, can I get another one for you? Yeah. Like it was even like a, I don't want to share this food. Like mm. it was, it was just a whole food like Obsession. issue. Right. Yeah. Um, and for me, I didn't realize that, um, that stemmed from like some childhood things. So like I've talked about, um, just the, the situation with my parents and, but I've, through therapy, I've went through all the things that really made me this person now. And like my parents used to like put a lock on the cabinet wow. for like food, like an actual key lock um, for food. So you'd have to ask. Uh, I would have to ask. And usually it was like told no. Right. Mm-hmm. And then like also they bought us different foods. Like, wow. don't get me wrong. Like I'm not giving my kid like caviar because I'm eating caviar like, right, right, and right. I ain't eating no damn caviar. But you know right. what I'm saying? No, like, but we right. aren't like making different meals. Like it's one thing if your kid just won't eat it and they want chicken nuggets, right. totally fine. But right. like my parents would, and, and they, they, they would like eat something mm-hmm. and make themselves something different. Like they would eat like shrimp or like, like a really nice meal, like some loaded mashed potatoes, yeah. you know, like butter, like stuff like that, lobster, like stuff like that. And then we would eat a different meal. But the meal would be like, okay, I made spaghetti last week and now we're on day 10. There's still spaghetti left. Y'all need to finish wow. that spaghetti in there. And so it made you, that. it made you not want the food. Right. You know what I mean? It made you like have a disgust for it. Yeah. But then they would, like my dad would, would call us in there. And I, I hate this. And I always say that she's just like little slave puppies. Like, like, you know how you like ask your kid to do you a favor? Yeah. It wasn't like that. It was like when they were done eating, we knew we needed to go in there to get the food get the plates so like we could wash them more so like because your job is to do the dishes which is just chores yeah that's totally normal right. but it was just more so they weren't going to bring it in there you had to go in there and get they would just leave it mm-hmm. you know what i mean so mm-hmm. they sit in the bed they would eat and they would leave the, the the plate but it'd be like oh i left you guys some mind you they have five children like scraps yes it was a very scrap mm-hmm. mentality and mm-hmm. it made so like when 
if, if there's too much sauce on a food or it's mixed together, like even my Chipotle bowl, I have to eat it in the layer. Yeah. I cannot mix it mm. and then eat it. Mm. Um, and so it would, and then it would be like five shrimp and you got five kids. And then it's like, what? Or either like, a one crab leg left. Like you could tell it was just what you didn't want or what you couldn't leftovers, fit. Leftovers, yeah. It was bit ve- leftovers is what's left over after we cook the meal. Your leftovers <laughs> are scraps. Right. You know? Right. And so it just made a very bad relationship with food. Wow, I'm so or sorry. either <laughs> Friend. I mean, it I've was, never, you know, never I, told me this. I'm that's how, Well, it's some, you know, think about it. But back then, we hadn't even talked about all the truths. It was just like, you knew that I had issues with my parents. But and we, we were just, just working. Yeah. yeah, we're working out. I want to be better. But, you know, until I started the podcast, I wasn't willing to be honest. Mm. You know what I mean? And also, until I was like 26, I didn't even know some of these things were wrong or until I actually yeah. had a child because I realized I would never, I would be livid if somebody did that to my kid. That's what made me start realizing yeah. the things were wrong right and so with them um also we were treated differently like we wanted people to come over all the time because like we would get better food right so it'd be like and mind you my dad is a chef like he owns a restaurant so it would be like oh people are coming over and they'd be like oh we're making like seafood alfredo and like we're gonna do this and we're gonna do ribs and so it also got me addicted to having people over and just cooking large meals so like even now i don't cook for like me, I always cook a large meal and it's mm. always like, oh, come over and eat because that's when I would feel the best. That's right. when my parents were being the nicest. That's right. when we were eating the same things. That's so they were kind of like putting on a show. Yes. Yes. And so that's where most of my food issues came from. And, wow. you know, I was always smaller for mm-hmm. until until <laughs> yeah, no. yeah until I until I had Trey I you know I thought I was big but when I look back now I'm like you were I, not I wasn't big I remember when you lived in Brazil and I was like oh <laughs> so obsessed with all of your yoga videos I was like oh my god how the hell is she doing that no but you were very small I was very small and that but also I also noticed in Brazil so many things about me were no longer an issue because I was so far away. The The lifestyle there was healthier. It was easier to incorporate fitness into your lifestyle yeah. without actually having to be obsessed with it, right. you know, and, and things like that. So I, those are where my um, issues stem from. And I know we've shared more about like the binge eating and like the finish your food and things yeah, like that. Yeah. So um, I want you to talk more to that and just like things that you noticed just from childhood that didn't necessarily, that became bad habits, yeah. you know. For sure. Um, I, I would say there's a few things because it's hard to say like one particular thing. For sure. But, um, yeah, definitely, definitely the finish your food, f- like forcing you to sit at the table, feeding you large amounts of food. And like, I remember crying at the table, going to sleep at the I table because you won't finish your at food. The table. <laughs> and I don't think I was a stubborn child or a bad child, but I'm yeah. like, sometimes you don't like something though. Or, or I'm full. That, that, that's a good answer. You know, and like the adult in me now is like, why couldn't you? Why don't put we accept the, the kids are full? Or why couldn't you put that in the? I, <laughs> why couldn't we put it in the fridge? Why man? do you give me so much food in the first place? Like, what do you, who do you think I am? <laughs> I think that one, it goes to show that we have a crazy. Well, just America, of course, as a whole has a portion problem, yeah. right? The amounts that we're given, mm-hmm. and we're like, oh, that's not enough, or even be upset with a restaurant like that's not a portion. But it's yeah. like technically that should fill you up, yeah. even like when we get pregnant, like even when I got pregnant, like. I I didn't eat more, but I know the doctor was very like, do not eat double. Like that is not like they, they make it very clear because also you're going to, you're going to get gain weight so fast that it'll make it dangerous. So Mm -hmm. I know that I I learned about that then. And I also learned about it with you, Mm -hmm. which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, but also like giving kids like weird meals, like liver and then being like, 
finish it. It's like some people like, don't like liver. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and this, why are we eating liver? And this happened a lot, mostly when I was in Jamaica, like visiting mm, my family in Jamaica. Yeah. And uh, like, you know, I just felt like they, it was very like rigid and very sh- structured in that way where it just made me feel like I had to do this. And I think that's kind of like where that, that relationship of like, I have to finish my plate or eating beyond feeling full just because I was forced to at one point. And then also like growing up, going to the doctor and like mm. constantly being told that I was overweight. I think it created a stigma of being overweight and then perpetuating it with my own behaviors. So yeah. like feeling less than because the doctors kept on telling me you're unhealthy or this, that, and the third. When I was still playing tennis, I was still very active. I was still doing all the things, but they weren't really providing me with a solution. Like you're telling me I'm doing something wrong and yet you're not really giving me a solution to fix it. So I'm just, this is just how I am. And you're telling me it's wrong. So that doesn't, that's not creating something good. Exactly. Nor, nor are you giving me an answer. You're not giving me a solution to what I can do to make it better. And I think that's what led me down the career path that I ended up doing was like, Mm -hmm. okay, fine. I'll just learn it myself. Right. Because you've always been that way. Like, whatever. Um, And so what I really loved, and I've I've just always been a supporter of when when you decide to, you know, tap in with holistic approach. And I know you, you know, you have moments where you're feeling it the most and and you offer different things. And I mean, you've offered um, nutrition training. And I know you were very passionate about that at one point because you realized that there is a lack of knowledge around what is really like a lot of us are malnourished mm-hmm. and, and we, and we may be large. We're yeah. large and malnourished. Yeah. And so it's like, wait, why is this not making sense? Mm-hmm. And so what I really um, commend you for, and I've just always looked up to you for is that when you did that first bodybuilding competition and you saw how you felt, you kept doing it over and over again with your own systems and right. you started learning. And so you started, I'm not going to say shoving macros down our throat, but baby, <laughs> if you worked with Allison after that first show, she was like, nah, you gotta, we gotta count these macros. Right. And I was like, what is, so let's talk about one. Yeah. What is macros? Cause when people talk about fitness, um, and I'm not saying you guys have to live this every single day, but if you're going for a goal, there is a scientific way to get to the goal right. and allow yourself enough time to change in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. Because when you did bodybuilding, I watched you change in six weeks, but we don't even realize how unhealthy it is for you to go from one way. And then to another in six weeks, because most likely you can't sustain it. You've put yourself right. under so much pressure that the habits that it takes to- Are not to sustainable. Look, they're not sustainable. Right. So can you tell- what what is macros? Okay. So macros are short for macronutrients. Okay. Which are the big, like the high level of the total calories. So calories are broken down into protein, carbs, and fat. And calories are basically the energy that we take from food. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so Allison started doing like a, uh, she would start planning her macros. Mm. And so now on a high level, she will be training for, she just did a show. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Thank you looked you. amazing. Thank you. And, and I, you did your own makeup for the show. I did. Yes. I did. And it's like, I'm, I'm still at the beginning stages of bodybuilding because with the binge eating, it's taken me, as you know, so many years to kind of develop just a structure of living that allows me to get there safely without mm. needing to do all the things that would cause me to binge before. Yes. So it's a longer process, but for me, it's more of a lifestyle at this point. And I think that I'm at the bottom of my next mountain, which is actually competing year round, which is the goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't see you at the bottom at all. You're so it, knowledgeable. But you know what I mean? Like the, I do. You're the at the top next step of one right before mountain you. is the bottom of the next. I understand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I 
also know what you mean because I've seen, yeah. you know, we've seen um, bodybuilders and competitors, if you're not familiar, but you do it with integrity to yeah. your body. Yeah. And I really love that, which means that you don't start training six weeks out. You start training six months out. Right. And you say, you know what? Why am I doing that? Right. Because I know tomorrow after having this Chipotle today or having an ice cream today, I'm not going to just want to switch over to four ounces of salmon and a, and a bowl of spinach. Right. I'm going to fail. <laughs> It's a transition. It's a transition. I gotta, I gotta ease my way into it. No, because that's it's, what you used to. Yeah, Remember no, it used to, have to be four ounces of boiled chicken with no like nothing. That was that was me. That was me. Old no, that wasn't you. That was someone else's program. You. Jo- what that I is- love is that you went into a new field. Yeah, you saw it. And you said, and, and you recognized how you were feeling and what that made you feel like, and for you to look as great as you did, to me. You did, it wasn't a reflection of like you feeling better. If anything, I saw you second guess more and okay, how do I do better at this? And it was very hard on yourself, but also because there was no time for real change. And I saw that you went after doing it a way that would make you feel better, which is why I say integrity to your body. That's just what I saw on the outside looking in. And so I just watched you brick by brick. Do it. Say, Mm-mm. I understand where it has to go. There has to be a better way. It has to be. There was just a standard for your own self care, and that is beautiful. And like, men- and mental health, absolutely. Because I was like, there's no way I can do this. There's no way I could do this ever forever. Again. Yeah, you would end up being unhealthy. <laughs> it's almost like even with with podcasting, for example, mm-hmm. getting into this. I have very strict boundaries with myself. Yeah. If personally inside I'm not okay, you will not see these cameras turn on. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. even today, like we're doing an episode and I'm like, hey, I have to get this episode out today. This is what we're doing. Why? Because I was sick. Things weren't well. Right. And it's like, okay, what do I need to do to fix that? But we're not turning on those cameras before it's time. Right. Just pushing something out and entertainment will do that to you quickly. Exactly. And so um I, I really love that. Um what I also noticed was you, so for example, you always ate whatever you wanted. You, mm-hmm. you would drink if you wanted to drink, mm-hmm. you would all of that. And, um, I saw you do it where you would plan your meal around like, okay, I want French fries today and I'm getting these French fries. <laughs> now, how much of these French fries can I have mm-hmm. that would fulfill the thing I wanted to fulfill? Right. And then also not be totally thrown off where, where like a lot of people will work out all week long, do everything right. And then on that weekend, they go crazy. They didn't yeah. eat fast food. They did this. They drank, da, da, da. And so by the time they get back on Monday, whatever, over. nothing has changed. Right. And so I watched you do that. Um, I watched you make digestible steps, mm-hmm. you know, and things like that. Could you talk more to just um, gentle parenting, even yourself, or even yeah. how that helped you with your binge eating? Because then you allowed yourself, allowed, right? Yeah. I mean, I think it's kind of like, like healing childhood traumas like instead of being like you can't do this you can't do that it's like having boundaries of self-love and discipline it's like what do you because for example the in the big scheme of things french fries is not going to make a significant difference right especially if I they're vegan, my- <laughs> <laughs> they <are> vegan. <laughs> if you allow yourself to have you know what i mean like yeah. especially because this is a lifestyle this is not a six week 12 week 24 week program it's a six week, a six month phase of fat loss, and then it's a six month phase of, of 
muscle building. So if I have some French fries within a 24 week period, as long as the rest of my days are accounted for it, like it's not significant. But I think the issue with fitness and health in general is that we have like this blanket statement of like, this is unhealthy, this is healthy. And so no one wants to live in the middle where we're saying, yes, the, the French fries don't have a ton of nutritional value, but they're made from potatoes. (laughs) <laughs> and, <they'll> make, <laughs> and potatoes have some some nutrient. No, but in in reality, it's it's not. It doesn't have to be black and white. And I think not allowing yourself to feel the thing or eat what you want. Not allowing yourself. Yeah. yeah. And and there's a re- there's a reason for why you want the French fries. Mm. And I don't think you should always ignore or try to muffle every single desire or yearn for what you want because i think the more pressure you put on yourself the harder the desire is like when you tell someone no it makes them want, want them want it more and more and i think sometimes when we take away all of those um labels and stuff like that i find that people tend to just eat naturally healthier because mm-hmm. there's less restriction and then the things that we think are bad you probably don't even want it as much because right. we don't we don't hold it to the standard of like those are the best foods or those are the most delicious foods so i think that when you create balance i think nothing really has this strong hold on you you tend right. to just do um what you fall into naturally you know what i mean yeah i think that what i what i realized how i eat naturally was better when my emotional, when I was more emotionally stable, right? Right. Um, and even just the, the, the binge eating or the food addiction or whatever, ultimately it's fulfilling a emotional feeling, yes. which is when you're like sad and you're like, you know, let me go eat a pound of cookies mm-hmm. or whatever. Why are you feeling up like that? It's doing something for you. It's a familiar feeling mm-hmm. and you get addicted to that habit of right. when you feel sad, this is my comfort food, right? Right. right. Um, and I know that that's something we used to have in common. Yeah, like, for sure. Yeah. Um, and so for you, I watched you change how you balance your macros. So that way you didn't have these large spurts of needing to right. binge eat something because you were allowing yourself to have a sweet every night or yeah. or have a drink or, or just like save whenever. it for date night. Yeah. Whenever. Yes. Whenever. Whenever. So there was that. Mm-hmm. And then also just even you talking to the point of like you said, healing that, that, um, that past trauma of childhood, whatever that is, that doesn't mean your parents were like terrible, you guys. No, it it could, means that whatever. It whatever you learn that isn't for you. Um, and I also attribute that as a client to how you always spoke to us and you are always relatable. And I realized I used to have an anxiety about, um, not with you, but with other trainers, like either not wanting to show up that day or falling off or, posting that I'm going out or doing this or whatever, because, you know, now uh, trainers will do the thing where they're like, oh, haven't seen so-and-so, have you seen them? Mm-hmm. Or either you've seen, I've sent you posts, and mm-hmm. the trainer is like, well, if you're going to eat this, then don't train with me, da 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 And Allison was always like, girl, I feel you. Like, <laughs> take take your time, but come back tomorrow. Like, right. we're going to do this tomorrow, even if, and we she was like, if we start and you don't want to do it after 10 minutes, then we'll just do 10 minutes. Like, that's what we'll do. You good? Like it was literally like she really was fine with it. Like, of course, there's just some people that show up and they'll never do the work. And you know, it's when you deal with you know people. People have emotions. People have bad days. People have, you know, I I consider myself an athlete. I truly enjoy working out all the time. Mm-hmm. That is not normal. You know, most people <laughs> have to force themselves to work out. So if you don't, if you're not in it, if you're not feeling it, if the energy's not there, we can do as much as you're willing to do. Yeah. And at the end of the day, we're building a habit. I don't expect you to come with everything on every single day. Like that's what just, you're for. That's what yeah. I'm here for. I'm here yeah. to help you get to that point or as much as you can, you mm-hmm. know, because at the end of the day, you have to fit this into your life. And that's yeah. my, that's my job to help you do that. And I think sometimes 
coaches think that our clients are us. Yeah. You know, and, and that we're going to come with a hundred percent energy every single session. That's not the, that's not the case. But also I think that discipline doesn't have to be aggressive. It can be gentle discipline. Like I never yeah. felt, um, an anxiety when talking to you. If anything, I'm like, you know what? Let me go talk to Allison about this. And by the end of it, where I start off, I don't want to do this. I'm doing it, th- doing it with you, having fun, wheezing <laughs> on this damn bike. <laughs> like, did you see no, the bike wheezing. out there on the front? I did see that. Ah! Brought yes. it, yes. We're, I, I haven't told you yet because I, I, I yeah, because I'm, I'm like, mm, I'm not ready to call her back yet. <laughs> I was like, oh, this but, is a good idea. Yeah, yeah. So yeah I brighten up. Um, and so, like, that was that was yeah. um, really beautiful to see. And then um, I also want to talk to the point. What was it? I lost it. Mm. I think that gummy just slapped the shit out of me. <laughs> just, a, just a little bit. No, was, but but I but I love your point about like other co- like in general. I think like. The fitness industry is all or nothing. A lot of people are just all one way or another. And I think people have a very hard time finding balance Yeah, in general. And, and not just the fitness in industry, but people in general. Like, they have a hard time finding a middle ground of just sustainability. Like, I can do this year round. I, this is a lifestyle for me. This is not. Um, and I think it comes from all of the rules and all of the strictness and all of the this is bad, this is good, you're failing, you're doing well, like trying to put people in boxes as opposed to just letting people be human and just live a well-rounded life. Hey, you guys, hope you're enjoying the show. I just had to stop by and let you know that if you have not ordered your thigh-high socks from Sexual Essentials, you're behind. I know how it feels to buy lingerie and you say, ooh, I'm gonna be real sexy and put it on and it's sitting in the back of your drawer collecting dust. Let me tell you, the thigh-high socks are just so convenient. They're super sexy and they're actually comfortable. So instead of feeling like you have to make that large leap into lingerie, try the thigh-high socks. Your partner gets to see you looking sexy as well as yourself, and they're super comfortable. Don't forget to use our code NJASP for 15% off. Tell your friends and make sure that you get your favorite color before they're gone. All right, now back to the show. Um, you also helped me with, um, after I had my son, mm-hmm. um, I called Allison and I was like, okay, I don't know what's going on with this body. So if y'all don't know, I have a six year old going on 16 size child and he's huge. And so, um, I, for some reason, you know, I worked out, I, I was really good with work now. I, I did, uh, I was doing CrossFit up to eight months pregnant. I uh, yes. I, I loved it. And then, um, I gained so much weight in my pregnancy. I really thought my body had just like, she was a traitor. Cause I was just like, why am I this big, bro? This is not even right. Like I had that baby left out and I was like, where's the snapback? It's mine must have gotten lost. Like it was, I was, I'm not trying to say not huge, but just compared to what I was, right. it was no, just no, like, she, yeah, everything. And I was like, I, I was so hurt because I was taking such good care of my body and everything changed. Like the stretch marks, nothing would go down. I got a hernia in my stomach. So like, even when I lost weight, it looked like I was still pregnant. Like there was a hump. Um, didn't even know that it was a hernia at that time just because right. of like lack of awareness and doctors not telling you anything. Like mm-hmm. that's a whole nother topic for the healthcare thing. But, um, I told you, I said, well, I want a tummy tuck. And, you know, we talked about it and you were very, you were very healthy about it. And I said, if I'm going to do this, I need to do it with you. Mm-hmm. And of course, in light of, you know, like the recent, recent passing of like the ladies getting the cosmetic surgery and, and things like that. Um, I thought it was very necessary for me to share at least my experience with this. 
I went to Allison because Allison was going to make sure that I was going to be healthy no matter what. I had to lose weight by a certain amount of time to even qualify for the surgery. Right. And I went to her for that because I knew she would stay on me. We also know my my workout, you know, you already Experience, familiar, yeah. so it was fine. Um, but also just to see if I would change my mind before the end. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes we would change and my body would change and I would be like, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine. I didn't. I, ch- I still went and had the <laughs> surgery because also my skin never shrunk exactly. back. So I lost the weight. Mm-hmm. We did it naturally, everything. And I was the size I wanted to be. Right. And so that's the, that's why I decided to ultimately get the surgery because I was like, oh, well, maybe I need lipo. Maybe I need this. First of all, I didn't even understand what those things were. I just knew that I did not like this post baby body. Right. Now, when I stuck to it, we lost weight. We lost 40 pounds together. Yeah, that was beautiful. Crazy. Yes, I was on that bike, baby. <laughs> um, we did that and then my skin just sagged. Right. So I still had to wear larger clothes because just me, I didn't want certain things hugging on like my stomach coochie part and mm-hmm. it's just hanging mm-hmm. and, and I, but I still couldn't wear the two pieces and it looked the same. It, I, I looked smaller as long as everything was compressed. Right. But I still was having to buy large clothes. I did the surgery and I told her, Allison took care of me after the, God. In my tiny apartment. Yeah, and we're going to talk about your minimalist at home. Yeah, she's done everything. She used to be a tiny home liver. Um, and you guys know I have the van, Charlie the van. So when I said, this is my girl, okay? Like, like Murphy bad guy. <laughs> First of all, she lived on the top stairs. We couldn't find no medicine. Walking in up that, oh my God. Miami, like I was so mad. Okay, first of all, I'm bringing this up because- you should be able to do whatever you want with your body. Absolutely. I'm not telling people not to have surgery. But after having the surgery, I told you, I said, I was not aware of how dangerous what I just did was. Yeah. And I said, I would not recommend this to someone else. And, and she was like, what? Like, you regret? Like, no, I, bitch, I look good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, like, no, but it was a it but was, it was tough. The, the surgery itself, and if you don't have the right doctor, is dangerous because they shipping you out like cattle. They're like, you in, you out. They chopping you up. Same day. <laughs> I woke up. We was, what it looked like when you went in on the front side was all nice and luxury and da 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 da. Once you, they put you to sleep and you wake up, so it looked like I was in like one of them chop houses on like Law and Order. Like, oh, they've been selling limbs. When like, I picked you up, I was like, where, are, where am I? <laughs> look, I was in the meatpacking district. Like, literally, it was terrible. It was, a, yeah. it was a different part of the building. Girl, I woke up to somebody screaming next to me because she had woke up and she was in so much pain. When I woke up, they hadn't given me any medicine. Mm. So there was that. So I felt the actual pain. Mind you, they cut off. Trying, I remember trying to get yes. you in that car. I was like, y'all, why? I was just like, this got to be illegal. Like, this this isn't right. That's why you, I was like, okay, it must really be it. But distraught, because you woke up in that pain. They cut something. It's just like cutting off your arm and you, without no medicine afterwards. So, um, so yeah. So I was like, okay, this is something that I do think, I think going through your program made me healthier. Yeah. Working with you, period, made me healthier and made me have grace and could think without the pressure of, mm. I need to be skinny or I need to be smaller or I need to look this way. I generally loved my body. Yeah. Like I accepted that there were parts that I didn't like, but I loved how I looked. I loved the size. And I was like, I'm okay with being a mother. And your and lifestyle, because you were consistent. We were balanced. We had, ba- yeah. we had balance mm-hmm. at that time. And I still wanted the surgery, which is why I allowed myself to have it. Right. Because I truly did not like the extra skin. Right. And when they do the tummy tuck, they, they only... We'll cut out the skin. They very, they, girl, they'd be charged for everything. They, that ain't no lipo. That right. ain't no skin move, nothing. Thing. No, it's just 
cut this the skin that's that's falling and then they just sew it back up right there so I, I felt like I was my actual size right also I found when they did that I had a a huge hernia in my stomach mm, yeah. which the only way to you know fix that go in with surgery anyway so with that being said I do think that we have to act the the world makes it difficult for us to talk about or discuss surgery because it sounds like you're telling women what to do or not to do. Right. Well, this is coming from a woman who had a tummy tuck and I'm telling you, I don't know. And and that's why I'm like, I don't even know if I want another child. I'm not totally sure because it's like, what if my body does the same thing? Hmm. I know too much to go through the tummy tuck process, at least the same way that I did before. Yeah. Like it is not as I think we need to take more time to decide about these things because the way I felt coming off that table, even when I heard like um, the young lady, DC Young Fly's um, wife had passed, I immediately felt the guilt because I knew after getting off that table how dangerous it felt. And I was just like, there is no way for anybody to understand. And I knew the world was not going to be kind about it because they, if you've never went through it, you don't know. Mm -hmm. And if you're not a mother or you don't feel accepted in your own body, then you don't know. Right? Yeah. But I will say that having atomic habits that are healthy yeah. and working with someone holistically on all the things, because usually if you have a problem with food, it's coming from something else. Yeah. Or, you know, if you're having a problem staying consistent with something, it's coming from something else, which is why I just always loved your approach to the holistic thing. Yeah. No matter what, anytime I came to you for something, I always got the the therapy of the <laughs> overall body. It was never full, just- Like, okay, so how are you feeling? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as we rise, as we rise. Yeah. Feeling okay? Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah. But, so. I, but I think it's tough for people to- Think about how they're actually feeling. And so the solution to just numb it all is the surgery because it's, it's hard to do or the work. Or to binge eat. Or the binge, or the, or the binge eat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I just want to share that. And I'm always just telling you guys what I've went through and things like that. And I'm not here to hide anything from you guys, but I do think it's important to share if you have had surgery so we don't have these false thoughts of why someone looks so good. Like this is my actual size, but it's nowhere near like it could be better. I could be more, not because it needs to be a different size. It could be healthier because I can make sure I move every day. I can make sure I drink enough water every day. Not Mm -hmm. because I need to look different. It can just be healthier. I don't Mm -hmm. think feel different. When I, when I had, I had, so I finally got COVID Mm -hmm. all this time. Never had it. Finally got it. Good for you. I've had it like four times. (laughs) Good for you. You got it out of the way. So So I, yeah. (laughs) So I did. And I don't think I had a bad case. I just had the body pain and the fever. So I was really hot and the body pain. And when I tell you, when I got up, I said, I am going back to working out every day. I said, even if I can only do it 10 minutes a day, I realized I'm over here stuck on what I don't have. And, um, this, this, the content house and being stressed and going into production and thinking in the lack, right? right Which right, is right. the problem anyway when I talk about <laughs> the scarcity of food. Right. But I have this entire body that is willing and ready to work every single day. Mm-hmm. And when I laid up on that couch and I felt like I felt, why is my child making all this noise in the background? <laughs> if y'all hear that, look here, this is a real show made by real people. <laughs> it and, yeah, the tropical <laughs> storm. <laughs> Luckily, the tropical storm, let me bring him up to Atlanta with me. But if y'all hear him, that's what it is. Just look past it. <laughs> Anyways. Ignore. Yeah, just ignore that. Uh, what, I, what I found was that I was not present about how much wealth I have because my body is healthy. I love that. Like, like I'm at my Good eyes job, are watering. Good <laughs> job. Put her on her ass so she can realize. Get her ass together. <laughs> and it was just like, it was a reminder that no matter what, as long as you wake up, you still have an opportunity to change. Mm-hmm. And there is no excuse for not taking care of your body. 
And that doesn't mean being an aggressive cycler, becoming a trainer, losing weight. It's not about any of that. It's just about taking care of the body. Just Do like your something car. for yourself. Something for your yes. If you wouldn't have a car, well, I would say you would have a car and not take care of it. Plenty of people ride around that car and they ain't got no, they, they ain't no, no tread on no the tires, gas, no, no, no oil change, nothing. I can't even talk. I was riding around no gas the other day. I was riding on prayers. In and- college, I don't know how many times I ran out of gas. Too many. I saw you just look over it. No, because he would always- your husband come get you? That's how I knew it. <laughs> like, come get me, please. I'm right by your house. Sorry. Oh, no <laughs> I thought I could make it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so- I do have two more questions for you okay. before we move on. Hopefully I have an answer. I believe you do. <laughs> what type, I want to talk about what type of music do you work out to? Oh my, we, it's weird. So <laughs> like Sam Smith, John Legend, like chill, super chill or like Chris Brown. Mm. Okay, fair. On Spotify. Yes. Yeah. So I like listening to sex music when I work out. Oh. Yeah. Define sex music. I'm talking about the sample. You want to hear a sample? No, they're going to take me off YouTube. I can't play a sample, but like. Um, Give me an example. Like something that you would turn on, like to, like to get tank? the vibes. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like wow. yeah, like that, like that playlist. Really? Oh yeah. Okay. Why? Because I always. I'm not, this is not judgment. No, not at all. I know yeah. everybody's like inquisitive. I, I just thought it's always. Fun. I, I want to talk about your playlist options in a second, <laughs> but I was like, I gotta share my little two cents. I per- love it. Um, I listen to sex music because I always think about like at the end of the day, I'm doing this because I'm trying to be fine. <laughs> like when I think Fair. about being healthy, even yeah. drinking the water, I think about somebody eating my pussy. Like y'all want it to taste all weird and tangy, oh, and ma'am. Yes. <laughs> and I, I'm just, when I think about how to apply it, it's easier for me to stick to it because I want to be attracted to myself. Like I masturbate to myself. And we talked I, about this earlier when you talked about the atomic habits, making mm-hmm. it enjoyable. Yes. And so you got to find what's going to help you stick to it. So that's a good tip. Put your, put your sex stuff on. I'm just saying. If, if, if you're not in there for nothing else but to be fine and to be able to move during sex. Whatever keeps you going. Whatever keeps you going. So that's that. <laughs> but what I wanted to um, talk about was that, of course, I've studied different things since we've last worked together. But I, all, um, I also noticed that when we talk about food binging mm-hmm. or food addiction, a lot of that is to fulfill emotional gap. Like mm-hmm. sometimes someone left us and then we ate. And so mm-hmm. when we feel lonely, we eat. Like right. we attach it to something. What I always loved about your song choices was they never encouraged the the toxic habit mm. they encourage something different so like even when we're sad we may p- put on our sad playlist you play mary j blige when dan will you sad like what <laughs> why you know <laughs> not helpful you're 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 pouring into your own yeah your own feelings so yeah. if you're feeling sad putting on the opposite mm-hmm. and your playlist was always the opposite of like the self-doubt or the damn i don't want to do this workout mm-hmm. or uh, like whatever your playlist always brought me out of my own mind mm-hmm. where it was like I'm just here for the fun because the music will be fun and it would be different yeah and so I just always noticed that um but ultimately you're here because I just I want to give you your flowers on just changing your life and always being willing to change and allowing yourself the growth and the space to be whoever the hell you decide to be that day well, when you wake up look at this look where we are <laughs> You, you. I remember when you told me this idea. You're like, yeah, I want to create a content house. It's like, what the hell is a content house? <laughs> and then you literally described it, and this is, this is beyond what I could have ever imagined. I remember so, you were here when it was empty when I toured on you guys, empty. and I was like, I got an acorn. That means I'm about, I'm getting this house. Yeah, that's what I told everybody. I was like, it's, it's not mine yet, but I have the acorn from it. It's yeah. mine. <laughs> what? So I'm proud of you, uh, and I'm you, super friend. happy to be your friend. This is amazing. Um, thank so you. Happy. Thank you. Um, when I always think about what I have, I have to remember I'm just so wealthy, mm-hmm. so wealthy because, um, I have everything that I need. And so before we move on, I also want to, um, 
Damn, I said two more things. Okay, I meant three. All right, so we did this. We did I, the music. I have nowhere to be. The, <laughs> the other one was. Um, it's so ironic, you guys. I know if, if you guys don't know, I, I have Charlie the van. I have a live-in van. Yes. So, um, but minimalistic living was something that um, Allison had reminded me of. I always was a camper outside girl. Yeah. But van life is also a minimalistic lifestyle as well. Mm-hmm. But when Allison was taking care of me, she had had. She was. She. I'm telling you guys. Like she's depending on when. Like when you get this episode, there might. Who knows what she might be doing? She, she, stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. <laughs> um, she had this apartment, and it was like a studio. It was like the size of like it's kind of less smaller than a studio. It was much smaller than a studio, <laughs> you guys. It was like a room, a closet. And so she had learned all it this minimal two hundred square feet, two hundred square foot apartment, y'all. <laughs> it was amazing. It was it was about the size of this set right here. This is the size of a house. Yeah. And she and she had a dog. I did have a dog. So, but she had like, you guys, I'm going to put her uh, minimalistic tour video in the links below just because I want you guys to check it. Did you delete that video? I did. I shot that video. You did. I went, I went viral and I got monetized on YouTube. That's what I was trying to drop it. You heard me doing my job. I was connecting the points. I was connecting just, the dots. Guys, I apologize. I have, I have a little OCD issue, so... YouTube. We've we always been very similar. Yeah, We've YouTube always. was like not sharing my fitness content because all these people were coming for my apartment video. And you, del- I mean, I knew that, but I, I didn't think you were going to delete it. You was like, fuck this. I'm t- I got something for y'all. Because I'm trying to, yeah, I was trying to do the workout no. videos and like they weren't getting any views because the apartment video that you, it was very nice. Thank you very much. <laughs> but all of my subscribers, everything was, they were the oh my gosh, Allison, can you teach me how to, no, this is not what I do for a living. <laughs> this was just extra that I put on there. <laughs> this is just for fun. No. Um, with that being said, um, I recently <laughs> went through, you were so damn funny. <laughs> Sorry. It's, uh, no, not yeah. at all. I, <laughs> damn. That, I it was such it. a, okay, Sorry. well, I, if she ever decides to share again, which. I could do it again. It's very Yes. Easy. Um, <laughs> share your minimalistic tips, which. By next year, I'm sure you will. Uh, but when I bought this van, you know, I was super excited because it was like, oh, I have to live in a van. I can camp. Mm-hmm. And also less stuff, right? Yes. And the weight of less stuff. Clarity. Really, the clarity, right? Um, and when I talk about like the realizing that I have my health and that really does make me wealthy, no matter what like the accounts say or the finances say or right. anything. Um, I went through a situation recently where now part of my, I, I don't have my home in Florida anymore. Mm-hmm. I just have the content house. And so- the content house is a business, so I kind of don't have like a home home, you, you know. You have Charlie. <laughs> I have Charlie. And it so that's beautiful. where that that is. And I was I was asking myself, how am I gonna share? Like I live in a van. But you know, it's like Allison's here and you know, Allison has done all these different things, whether it's lock or minimalistic or <laughs> makeup or accounting or whatever. I've always talked to you about these things. Yeah. And so um I'm back in that space of less things. And the amount of clarity is beautiful. And so um, through all these lives that we've lived together, I am kind of not back where we started, but remembering just like when I got COVID, like back my to body yourself. Is, yeah, it's just me. It's just mm-hmm. me. Um, and even the way that I'm even showing up as a parent is different now that I'm in the van because it's like, I'm trying to make sure my child is not traumatized. And like right. his right. dad has a house. So right, like right, he right. has, a, you know, he good, he good. And I'm sure he loves it. He loves it. Yeah. And so it's like, well, you know, we have a break. I, I give him three days. Then we, we go do something and gotcha, not gotcha. do that. Something like that. But 
we do that. And I have to remember last year, I was so excited about this house, right? That this van and, yeah. and that hasn't changed. It's just a shift in, in how it goes on. So, mm-hmm. um, though it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with, um, working out, this episode is about the habits, um, the things we need to let go of attachments, attachments, um, and atomic habits and, mm-hmm. and changing, um, the things that, that we make consistent in our life. And sometimes you have to let go of a lot of things to start fresh and decide, okay, what's really important? What do you think about when it's not in your face? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of the things that we think we have to have is because we see it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So Or just think like, you know, we have like this checklist of things that we should have or things mm-hmm. that we should need. Yeah. But when you, like you said, when you get down to it, it's like my health, you know, yeah. place to lay my head, my um, family. Change, changing my habits as far as like um, just laying my jump rope out mm. is a better habit than me having all these different things because I would realize like I have these things, but I can't remember how many times I've even used them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I have them. Yeah. But I have this jump rope, just right. one little thing, and I'm not using that. So now exactly. I, you know, just switching like where we create some of these toxic habits and, yeah. and trading them out with something a little healthier. Exactly. So um, I always talk about everything with you. And so I'm glad to see we can still do that. I know. I know. All right. So we're going to move on okay. to the I'm sex ready. tip of the day. Oh, for me? No, I got you. I got you. <laughs> I, I can't prepare it. I got you. <laughs> She's like, do I got to do one today? <laughs> so um, the sex tip of the day is because if you guys don't know, my first business um, was Sexual Essentials, um, yes. where I am a hands-on sexual educator. And all those classes that I taught are still available. Click the link below um, on my Patreon. We also have new content. We have bonus episodes that comes out on there. There's a new sex show, like just sex show, which I thought this show was, but it ain't. <laughs> just sex show um, that's out there. Um, but I wanted to talk about you being a trainer and the first time you took my dick riding class. My hips are so tight. (laughs) Oh my goodness. The sex tip of the day is about a couple of classes that I offer or have. And I always thought it was so funny because the next day Allison called me and she said, girl, I'm a trainer. She was like, I do this. She was like, I'm a bodybuilder. She was like, I am hurting after this class, after this dick riding class. So I have this dick riding masterclass um, that's not on Patreon, but you can use code NJASP, not just like, not just on the sex podcast, mm. uh, for 50% off. It'll be below. Um, right. 50% that's 50% off. Guys, get it. <laughs> that's a nice little percentage. <laughs> um, but in that class, we do this sex workout. We start the class with a example of um, just like a little snippet of a sex workout because you may work out at the gym and you're you're working this muscle and that muscle but the muscles that you use riding dick and sucking dick and have a strong neck uh they all just different muscles they're not the same muscles. they don't have a ride dick machine <laughs> at the gym so <laughs> and they should because <laughs> it was a lot yeah um so i want to talk about four different things that we have on our patreon or classes that i offer so that way you guys can get your sex workouts in um, if you're on Patreon, there are three of them. There is the sex conditioning workout. It's a workout with another trainer that I um, used a lot, Harold. Yeah. Yes, Harold. Um, so when I started Sexual Essentials, I was losing weight and I was like, okay, the girls think that they ain't right. Like I was riding dick the same way I was when I was bigger, right. just as now. I remember. Because, yeah, I, was- I mean, not, I wasn't there. <laughs> Continue. You remember? 
But yes, I was. Yeah. Yes, we, we used to have these talks. Like, hey, girl, I gotta yeah. <laughs> finish dressing this wine. On on that note, yeah. look here. She was helping me recover from like getting this tummy tuck, and I was in there teaching her sex classes in between because we ain't had nothing to do. Right. She couldn't leave me. Um. So yes. Yeah, so there's the sex conditioning workout, which is a full workout. It's like 15 minutes long. Um. You can do it as many times as you want, but there's plenty of steps on there. But there are a lot of different workouts from um beginner to advanced and like. If you're not at a certain level, it's like substitutions in there and stuff, but it's all workouts geared to strengthening the things that you really don't strengthen when you're working out in another capacity. Um, so there's that. And then there is a sexy floor dance that is on mm-hmm. Patreon. Um, I got with Queen of Hearts Fitness. Um, it's a pole dance studio. Um, in Florida and, uh, she, I got with her in the song hours and hours when that mm-hmm. song first came out. I was so obsessed. Um, and she taught like a, a wow. chair dance. Oh, wow. So I really love that. It was like one or two minutes long. And mm-hmm. so that is also on Patreon, you guys. And it, um, we do the dance and then we teach it to you and you do it. And it's really fun. So seductive. like that was a, yeah, a seductive mm-hmm. way of moving. I really like that. And it was like beginner friendly because I can't dance. Like, right. I can chair dance though. Like I can move, you know, sway and look like, yeah. <laughs> but if like them feet get involved, not, a, not at all. Um, and then there is a sex exercise workout by, Evaleros. I hope I'm saying their name right, but it's a company out in California and this mm. couple, um, they actually have two classes on there. Um, they do a workout that you could do with your partner and it's a sex workout. Ooh. So it's like all these different positions and things like that. And like it, it, I can't explain it. You got to believe people actually make it to the end of the workout. That's the things that they say at the end. Like you mm. could tell that like some people like, Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. do it. That's that's when you should wear all the like. Oh yeah, these are my workout clothes, and then it's like something skimpy as hell at home. Yeah, these yeah. Are my workout clothes. This is my this is my workout lingerie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we just trying to help you get some, exactly. okay? Um, but that was a really nice workout to do um, with your partner. So um, our sex tip of the day is to make sure that you get your sex exercise, um, and you can, and also the dick writing class. The dick writing class was really great for that, and it has that in there as well. So all of those links will be below for the Patreon and then for the dick writing class. And so we're going to end the episode with our spiritual tip of the day. Our spiritual tip of the day is just um, a little tidbit, kind of like the adult tip, but it's on a spiritual tip where, you know, a lot of people talk about self-care and higher self and meditating and crystals and you hear about astrology and mercuries and microbroid again and Mm -hmm. all this stuff. And a lot of people resist it, one, because social media and just like the internet you know, we'll take from one thing and then like drown yeah. it down your throat and then it'd be the wrong part or the right. most superficial part. I'm right. um, not really the whole story. Or either we um, reject it because we're just ignorant, not in a rude way, but like we just don't, don't know. know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so no one really takes the time to just start from the beginning or give you a little piece to help you understand. So the next time you hear it, you could be like, oh, okay, I resonate with that or I do understand it more mm-hmm. than you thought. And so today's spiritual tip of the day is grounding yourself. Um, and I thought that this one was a good one for this episode because sometimes we're just not present in our own body and in fitness, what I've learned. And even with you is you would always ask me, how did that feel when we did something or tried something new? I could change my new routine with Allison every other day. And she, at the end, she would just ask, how did that make you feel? Do you feel like that's something you can do again tomorrow and you won't hate yourself or hate it or fight me on it? And she would always ask, she would have accountability in there too, y'all. It's not like she was just like, so nice. Yeah, like, like, right. yeah, no, like she would just ask you if you don't want to do it. That had to be the answer though. Right. You can't give an excuse. It would either be, I don't like this or this works. 
I'm just not ready to commit to it yet. She yeah. would accept it, but she's not going to let you lie to yourself. Yeah. Um, but um, with grounding, sometimes it was really, I realized sometimes I wasn't even present when I was even eating the food or yeah. either I wasn't present afterwards when I realized I don't even feel good when I eat this type of meat. Because, right. you know, I don't, I after I had my baby, I didn't even eat um, meat anymore. I just got back into like turkey. Right. Um, but I realized I didn't feel good, you yeah. know, and, and being present in your body. And so sometimes the difficulty with the fitness thing is that you've ignored all the things that don't feel good, you know, like, but also it's because you're divulging into the, or, or diving into, um, I got to watch it because I've been making up words all the time. Uh, no, divulging, I get it. It is. is it? Okay, cool. That's what I was like. As long as I get it, don't it worry? Yeah. Like. I thought we were friends. Made sense I, to me. There you go. Um, sometimes we dive into these habits and we don't and we don't notice the bad parts because we're also not doing something that's super healthy. So like even if you eat a bowl of fruit, you'd be like, damn, I feel kind of energized. I feel light. Like I feel like alert. But if we're not doing enough of that, we don't notice. Mm-hmm. Um, and so grounding is where you just bring yourself kind of to awareness inside of your body and think about how do I feel? Is yeah. this the best that my body Does this has work felt? For me? Does this work for me? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and it helps you just kind of start from scratch when you're trying to figure out how you feel and just showing up and really be present. Cause a lot of times we are definitely on zombie mode. Like you ever been driving and you be like, damn, did I run that light? You don't even remember. <laughs> Cause it's like, you know how to drive, you know how to get you home. Autopilot. Yes. Did, mm-hmm. Damn. Did I leave the slow on? Why don't you know that? Cause yeah. we're, you know, and, and that's okay. But so today's um, uh, spiritual tip is about grounding, which helps you to be present and kind of wake your body up and, Make sure that you're not in a daze yeah. because a lot of times you don't know that you are. Right. And so um, some of the habits uh, that come to mind are taking a deep breath, um, breathing in for like five, what, five to 10 seconds yeah. and then holding it. Mm-hmm. So you breathe in, then you hold it three to five seconds and then you breathe it out slowly. That really helps not only to calm you down, but for you to like show up and be like, okay, mm-hmm. what's really going on? Right. Um, putting your feet in the grass mm-hmm. or out, like taking your shoes off and walking around outside really mm-hmm. helps you to ground and even, sp- you know, of course, like feeling the sun. That is vitamin D, you guys. Mm-hmm. Not just the vitamin D, but the vitamin D. Okay. Um, and then also the five senses check in where mm, I love that. Yes. Um, my producer loved that one. She, um, she said, do you do check in with each sense? So it's like five things you can see. F- Four Taste. things you can hear, yeah. three things you can touch outside of the chair you're sitting yeah, yeah, yeah. in, uh, two things you can smell, yeah. and one that you can taste. Hey, there you go. <laughs> Struggle oh, so that. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay, right. I like that. Yes, yeah, because I'm like, if I start off with five things you could taste, you like, like, wait a minute. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Um, but yes, so those are, um, a few ways, um, to help ground yourself. Yeah. Um, and just you guys remember that a habit is when the body, becomes the mind so you have to be very very mindful like of automated. that yes mm-hmm. and and that can be good or that can be bad because if you you have a habit of brushing your teeth every day i think that we can i hope i think that we can say that's a great <laughs> habit right yeah. you don't have to think about it like oh damn i forgot to brush my teeth today mm-hmm. like we don't want that type of thing coming up right but also habits um making a habit where it's like oh yeah i just walk every morning it's just you don't even think about it's it part of your routine but the toxic things that you're doing or the things that you want to change or the things that, that don't bring you the most fulfillment in your own body, those are habits as well. And when your body becomes the mind, you're going to get used to feeling numb when you overeat. You're going to get used to trying to always finish your food or always overcooking mm-hmm. or always 
drinking the whole bottle of wine. Not when I'm talking to old self here. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes, right. They, I just they, drink they the whole thing. Habits. They really do. Yes. Yeah, so um, just remember that um, a habit is when the body becomes the mind. So, um, but thank you for joining me this today. This was so much fun. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to have you. You know, yeah, I've always I'll, just. I'll be back. I, yes, yes, you will. Yes, you will. I wonder what you're going to be doing next time. Are we going to be just talking? I mean, hopefully by shit? then I'm like a professional bodybuilder. I believe it. You're the way that you're going, like the muscles are real. Thank you. Like they're there all the time. It's That's not right. like, oh, I did some for six weeks and they pop in and then the next you know, let me do my push up so they send out. No, they're maybe they're real. Like those are real muscles and I love it. You look strong and healthy and good, girl. Thank you. Um, and I love that for you. Um I'm trying to think, do we have any announcements? Um, don't forget that um new episodes of Boats and Hoes, y'all. That is the Bonus episode of the show. She was like, "Who's a hoe?" That. She was like, "Who's a hoe?" <laughs> we, like, we were talking about it earlier. <laughs> um, new episodes of Boats and Hoes um, should be out. Make sure you click the link below on Patreon, and then just another sex podcast. This one is not just another sex podcast, but just another sex podcast is a sex show um, that is also on Patreon. It's only on Patreon, and we also have guests for that one. And we go through and teach different topics that I've taught before, um, but we do it as a podcast episode. Mm. So you get to hear feedback. You get to hear, hear me teach in real time. You get to hear someone tell me their story, or multiple people tell me their story, or we learn something together or demonstrate. Okay. And it's just, y'all know how I teach. I ain't trying to get kicked off Hands the on. socials anymore. Yes, I'm a hands. I've always been a hands on um, educator, and that stuff is just it's not worth trying to bleep out and put on here. So that show is only on yeah uh, Patreon. So make sure that you guys chime into that. Um, but yes, yeah, so please tell the folks where they can find you your your socials, and then mm-hmm. I will put that below. Um, and you know, if y'all see it there, you see it there. If you don't, you don't. She's just a fairy. She just do <laughs> different things all the time. Like so, on Instagram, it's Allison Vot V O G T A L L I S O N Fit Allison Vot Fit. Okay, so mm-hmm. I will make sure I put that below. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys make sure that you um, please tell someone about this episode. If not this one, then another one. Please make sure that you go find a reel that you like, repost it to your stories. Please rate and review the podcast. Like I said, um, this co- this show costs absolutely nothing to you, but it does cost everything for me. And shit, I'm living out of van. Reshare my post, okay? <laughs> rate and review. Um, <laughs> it's I'm a beautiful over- van. It is a beautiful van, though. I ain't gonna lie to you. It, it. it is beautiful. Checked and out. It is. I got LED lights. I can record it. I'm gonna do a. I'm gonna do a bonus episode yes, on on the van. Um, I should. I do have a tour. Oh yeah, I'll put the. <laughs> yeah, put the put your own tour link, <laughs> huh? Yes, it is on my YouTube. I will yeah. put it um in the link below. But no, seriously, you guys, I'm trying to grow something. If this is helping you, I'm a real person. I'm not a robot. I need to know that this is helping. I need y'all to share it, Um, work together so we can do it. So I love you guys so much. And make sure that if you guys want to record at the SE Content House, the Something Extraordinary Content House that you find us on Instagram as well, at SE Content House and... Till next time. Thank you guys for joining. Bye. Thank you so much for making it to the end of this episode. Thank you for keeping an open mind and joining me in creating a safe place for others to share their truth. Make sure that you're following Not Just Another Sex Podcast wherever you listen to your podcast so you don't miss our weekly episodes. But also, if you want to keep the conversation going, make sure that you follow us on Instagram, Not Just Another Sex Pod, as well as Sexual.Essentials. Don't forget to sign up to my Patreon. The link is in the description of this episode. 
not only do you get access to my personal life through my close friends and things like that, but I also have almost 300 classes, workshops, private group chats, hands-on demonstrations, interviews, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want more from me, then that's absolutely where you need to be. If you would like to support this podcast, make sure that you rate and review and make sure that you share this episode with your family and friends. I'll see you next week.